Hello and welcome to the Sports Ethos DFS Today Podcast. I am your host, Mike Patria. here for this wonderful three-game slate. It is April 20th. It is a Wednesday. We got some game action to talk about, so looking forward to this. This is going to be uh, it's going to be a good slate of basketball. I mean, we're probably talking about you know the Brooklyn Nets Boston game being probably the most competitive and exciting series that we'll have in this first round. So anytime that we see these two teams face off, it's going to be good stuff. And then obviously uh, we, we got two other games we'll talk about. And not like those are any less exciting. That Chicago Milwaukee game was good, um, but Philly Toronto has been nothing short of a massacre for the first two games of their series. But we still got some good DFS action in all three of these games. So looking forward to this one. But before we jump into anything, a quick shout out to our presenting sponsor over at Thrive Fantasy. Guys, come prop up with us there this NBA season. It's almost over. We still got some playoff action to get to over there on Thrive. And when you sign up and use that promo code ETHOS, you will receive a 100% instant first deposit match on up to $100. Now, if you're wondering what Thrive is, it is the number one daily fantasy sports and esports app for player props. With Thrive, you eliminate the countless hours of research and focus only on the top tier athletes that have the biggest impact on the game so he started releasing some mlb lines over there as well prop bets all around good stuff good action don't forget to use that promo code ethos when you sign up for that 100 instant first deposit match on up to 100 dollars. so we're going to get right down into the nitty-gritty with this again going solo so probably won't be the longest of podcasts the first game on the slate is going to be the brooklyn nets traveling to boston to take on the Celtics, 226.5 game total. Celtics are favored by 3.5 points. Uh, only injuries to be concerned with Robert Williams ruled out. Joe Harris ruled out. Ben Simmons ruled out. We'll start off here with Brooklyn. Uh, top tier guys that we know we're looking at, obviously Kyrie Durant. Durant down to 10K at this point. $800 down from that first game of the series where he just shot poorly. I mean, 24 shot attempts is all we need to see for Durant. But obviously, the assist, the rebounds, they were both down as well. It was overall just a down night for Durant, which we can expect definitely a nice bounce back game at 10K. Uh, he's probably going to be just my favorite stud on the slate when it's all said and done. Uh, Durant's not going to put up many games where he's shooting 37% from the floor often. And in those games, you can't actually expect him to have a combined seven rebounds and assists. I'm expecting a big bounce back game for him. This is just too cheap of a price tag for him. So way to start off the podcast is basically with one of my favorite spend-ups on the whole entire slate. Uh, I'm absolutely good with looking at Durant here. Kyrie only $100 less. I just prefer Durant over him. Now, Kyrie had the big game in the first one. Uh, granted, 39 actual points, 6 assists, 5 boards, 4 steals, and a block. All-around full stat line. Didn't miss a free throw. Shot 60% from deep. A lot went right with Kyrie. We know the animosity he has with Boston. He's averaging 52 DK points against that team this season. He's absolutely in play. It's just going to come down to build. I don't think I'd play both of them, um, but I definitely could see myself having shares of one or the other and then kind of just mixing and matching along the way. Uh, some other options that we could look at. I think Bruce Brown's price tag is just a little too expensive for my liking. Up to 6 k I'll probably take a hard pass on that. Uh, but one, one spot I could see myself going to would be Goran Dragic down at 4 k if he needs some value. He played 26 minutes in that first game. And they're going with a shorter rotation and playing the guys that have playoff experience and are pretty much their most competitive basketball players. So when you're talking about a guy playing 26 minutes, you know, 14 shots, five boards, and an assist in that first one for 23.5 DK points, we're getting a little bit of value there. Now, I'm not expecting Dragic to be the value player that puts up 40, but we really only need 20 for him to pay off that salary. So no issues looking at him over there. And if you wanted to go to the center spot, you know, between Drummond, between Claxton, 
They're pretty much chopping up minutes. They still have Aldridge, but he barely played in that first one. Claxton saw the majority of the center's minutes at 4,700. Feels a little risky. I don't know if they'll go, you know, right back to him, but he makes more sense if they're playing Al Horford at the five that, you know, Al Horford will stretch the floor out. Drummond's going to have a tough time getting out there. Claxton, a little bit more spry, a little bit more long. Uh, he does make more sense to get the majority of the center minutes in this kind of matchup. So keep your eye on that situation. He's worth a dart throw. Just I, I feel a little skeptical on chasing, thinking that he's going to get 31. But I do still think he'll outplay Drummond and play more minutes than him. On the other side of the ball, Tatum coming in at 9,500. Hit that huge game winner. Again, I still prefer Durant over him. Both these guys are excellent options. But I think when I'm looking at Boston, I want to get some of the ancillary options. Uh, kind of build my construction around that way. Now, again, if you wanted to go with Brown and if you wanted to go with Tatum and run it back with one of those other guys like Kyrie or Durant, it makes a whole lot of sense because we know that that Toronto-Philly game, uh, that hasn't really been too competitive. And then with the other two, you know, we're talking about Chicago-Milwaukee, Chicago, they have so many other options on the team where it could be any single one of them that goes off on each and every team. And other than, you know, Giannis, obviously, who we're spending a pretty price tag on. So if you have to or you want to, I don't mind running it back. I'm, I'm, I'm not saying like these guys aren't in play. But when I'm just talking about guys in that price range that I like more, I still do prefer Durant over him. And I, I like Al Horford. Uh, I had a ton of Al Horford in that last one. 6,400, no Robert Williams. They're going to play their veteran guys. You know, they've been kind of babying Al Horford all season long, but now he's primarily playing the center position. Now, granted, Ty started alongside of him, but they shifted him right over very quickly. He put up a 20.15 rebound game for 45.75 DK points. And it's not like I expect him to play or put up that type of performance every single game, but at 6,400, I feel comfortable banking in 30 to 35 DK points with upside for more. And the big uh, encouragement is that he played 41 minutes. Now, if he's going to be playing high 40s to try to win this series, or I mean low 40s, high 30s, sign me up. Uh, I'm all for that. And we know that Brooklyn struggled against opposing centers. Again, I just talked about how he could stretch the floor out and really take advantage of any time that Andre Drummond's on the court. I do like me some Al Horford. I will be going right back to that well with no issues. And then Marcus Smart at 5,800, had a massive game. Just looked comfortable. Uh, he just came out, won the, won the Defensive Player of the Year award. Looked extremely comfortable. Full line in that last one with two steals, 20 points, seven boards, six assists. Took 17 shot attempts. He's going to need to be on the floor for a majority that he can handle it, going against Kyrie. So uh, 5,800 for a guy that has 40-point upside. You know, a nice comfortable floor, usually around that 25 to 26-point mark. At 5,800, sign me up. I'm good with looking over there. I don't think I'll be going to too much. You know, Derek White, not playing him at 5,100, just because we saw what they're pretty much doing with this rotation. He did get a little bit of increased minutes compared to what they were looking like at the regular season with Al Horford sliding over to the five. But still, 5,100 is not cheap enough for me to really want to consider him. And then Tice at 44, I'm probably all good with. I'd rather play, you know, even something like Dragic on the other side for $400 more less. Uh, I just don't think that it's going to be the recipe for success because if they're playing him at the five, they're probably going to have Horford at the four. And then that's when Durant all of a sudden is taking advantage of some mismatches. So probably keep it there. It wouldn't fault you if you want to take a stab at Tice here and there. I'm just not going to go crazy with it. On to the next game. Philadelphia 76ers traveling to Toronto, taking on the Raptors here. This game's coming in at a 216.5 game total. Philly favored by one and a half points. For the Raptors, Scotty Barnes is doubtful. Gary Trent Jr. is questionable. Looks like Thad Young will be off the injury report, and he will be A-OK. We'll start off here with Philly. Embiid coming in at 10-6. I already told you guys, I'd rather just find, uh, you know, save the $600, go to Durant. 
nice bounce back performance for him. Uh, I don't mind Harden coming off of a down game. Only took nine shot attempts, which is not very you know normal for Harden. Played 41 minutes, which is, that's what we want to see. Uh, but he didn't do much. It was It's pretty much been Tyrese Maxey that's just been going buck wild. And I had to take one off the chin with another great performance from him. And I'll take another one off the chin. I'm not, I'm not you know, give me Harden over Maxey. Now, granted, there's a big salary difference between the two. We're talking about two grand. But people are going to see just, you know, box score chase that and watch Maxey's recent performances where he almost triple-doubled last game and did so on 72% shooting from the floor. Game prior to that, 66% shooting from the floor. He's been playing above his head and hasn't missed a free throw in his past, you know, 16 attempts. Uh, actually, more than that, my fault, 18 attempts. So I'm just, there's a lot of things that he's doing like very well right now. And I'm not saying he's a bad player, but uh, if you could take the last game with his nine rebounds and eight assists and then add up, you know, pretty much the three games prior of all the rebounds and assists he has, and it barely equals that last game on top of overwhelming shooting percentages. So I'll probably fade Maxi completely. I'll be ready to take it off the chin again, and I'll go right back to the well with Harden, who had a little bit of a letdown game. But very similarly to Kevin Durant, I'm expecting a nice bounce-back performance for him. Uh, so sign me up there. And I'm not really interested in any other ancillary options on this team. Bottom line, it's very much like the, the you know Brooklyn at this point. with It's going to be two top-heavy guys and a little bit of trickle-down usage where there's going to be maybe one other guy in the team that has a, a nice solid game for DK. But it's, it's hard to pinpoint it, and it's just going to come down to great shooting percentages or maybe it's absurd defensive stats, things that are almost unpredictable. Right? I don't feel like Jason. On the Toronto side of the ball, Siakam coming in at 9K. I'll take a pass. Again, just a little bit over the price tag I'd want to pay. I'd rather pay for Harden, $100 cheaper. Van Fleet, on the other hand, at 7500 though, I'm all for. This dude's going to be a minute. He's been He was pretty much leading the league in minutes at one point. And for a guy that's just going to come out here and play as much as he possibly can, Shot 30% in that last one. Really struggles from the field, but still managed to put up 46 DK points. Has point guard and shooting guard eligibility. He's only 7,500. Yeah, I'm good with it. No Scotty Barnes means that he's going to be more uh, involved in the offense. Gary Trent Jr. is questionable. I assume he's going to play because he you know, he played in that last one, but he only really got out there for a minute or two. Um, so keep your eye on that. If he sits, then we'll probably see something different happen with the starting lineup. But I'm all for some Van Vliet. We touched on OG when me and Harris did the podcast in that last one. Came out, had a great game. Did so on 71% shooting, though. No real ancillary stats there. It's uh, He's in play, uh, but I'm not I'm not going to go overboard on him. When we had him at, uh, in that last one, he was $600 cheaper. So the $600 increase, it has me worried a little bit. So I'll probably just keep myself with Van Vliet. And then obviously Boucher at $4,500. We touched on it. Anytime that one of these starters are missing, Boucher is going to get extra run. He played 29 and a half minutes. And then putting up 31 and a half DK points at 4,500 has power forward eligibility. I'm good with it. Sign me up. Uh, I'll go right back to that. Well, and if you want to just st- take a stab at precious, I don't fault you. Uh, but I, I mean, when you talk about precious going against Embiid for, you know, the first like nine minutes of the game, it's not going to be pretty. And then I'd rather see Boucher coming in off the bench unit and get some Deandre Jordan action all day long. That's just easy money. I'm going to talk about that and they're only a hundred dollars apart, but they're also two different position eligibility. So if you wanted to mix and match in your lineup construction, don't fault you one bit. Third game of the night, final game, Chicago Bulls traveling to Milwaukee, taking on the Bucks. Bulls kind of shot themselves in the foot that whole last game. And uh, it was ugly. I had an ample opportunity to try to win that game and they just could not knock down a shot. DeMar DeRozan shot 6-25, 24% from the field, hit all of his free throws, 6-6. Six six. Could have had a monster game. I mean, bottom line, um, 
if you know, it's not very often you can see DeMar DeRozan shoot 24%. If he even knocked down four more shots, all of a sudden we're talking about a 50 DK point game at 8,300. The upside is there. Now, I expect this probably to be one of the lower scoring games on the slate. Let's check and see what Vegas has for us. 224.5 game total. Nine and a half point spread for the Bucks. So, Vegas doesn't think it'll be very close. Uh, but with that being said, I don't mind taking stabs at any of these any of these Chicago studs. It's they're all very comfortable price tags, and we can afford it pretty easily. Vooch had the biggest game out of them all: seventeen rebound game, two blocks, and a steal. Twenty four actual points for fifty six point seven five DK points. They're all at very affordable price tags. It's just going to come down to your game stacks. And when it comes to the ancillary options on this team, I'm not really looking at much else. Uh, Caruso maybe at forty three hundred. I wouldn't I wouldn't hate it. Uh, I don't hate Patrick Williams. If you need to go down there, but I just don't feel comfortable with them. I don't think that they have high upside. I don't think that their floors are very high at all either. I think a lot of people will just go with those guys because they're either starting or playing minutes. And sometimes, you know, give me the bench guy like a Goran Dragic uh, any day of the week, I think, over those two guys. But if you want to take a look at DeRozan, Vooch, or Zach Levine, again, I don't fault you. If I'm looking anywhere, it'll probably be Vooch just because we've talked about a couple center options, but nothing too crazy. Where you know maybe you want to you could play Horford at center you could slot him over there I think that I'd rather do that than Vooch but it's a decent matchup for him they're going to need as much that they can get from him and then DeRozan Levine uh, I prefer DeRozan but Zach Levine you're getting the eleven hundred dollar discount I think it makes sense to try to have one of these guys now when I look at Levine and Vooch's price tag I think I prefer Van Vliet over both of them when it's all said and done but again it's going to come down to your construction. Uh, on the Milwaukee side of things, Giannis only at 10-9. Uh, had a great game in that first one. 16 rebounds, 27 points. It's Giannis. He's going to do great. At 10-9, I think I still prefer Durant. I think Durant will draw lower ownership as well. Uh, and if I'm playing anybody here, it would probably be like a Brook Lopez at 4,800. Another guy that I just talked about. We, we needed centers. But Brook Lopez came out and played 32 minutes in the first game. And that is the most Brook Lopez has played all season long. There's not much more out that you need to add there. If they're going to play him, he's healthy now. This is what they wanted him for. Uh, we know his ability to kind of step out and knock down that three-point ball. Also, very good rim protector. One of the best back-to-the-basket bigs in the league. Uh, I, I'm all over Brook Lopez at 4800 I like that price tag. And then Chris Middleton, coming in at 7400 feels slightly too cheap. Hope you guys, uh, sorry you had to hear that. Big sneeze. But this feels like it's slightly too cheap for Chris Middleton at 7400 he averaged about 36 DK points against Chicago this season. And that's also including that poor game that he had in that last one. So if you're looking for a guy that's low-owned, you know, I actually think I prefer him over a guy like Zach Levine. I think he'll draw next to no ownership on him. Um, I prefer him over Holiday as well. I'll probably have more shares of him than Giannis when it's all said and done. But I don't think by any means necessary you just need to play him. He's just a guy that, again, I think is a good GPP play because he's just not going to draw much ownership, if, if any at all. And then Bobby Portis coming in over there at 5500 is a good price tag. But, again, tournament pivot. I don't think a lot of people play him. I think 5500 slightly too cheap. He's just basically going to be playing about 10 to 11 minutes at the 4, 10 to 11 minutes at the 5. So he's just basically going to be splitting the backup minutes between both those positions. They're going to go with a little bit of shorter rotation. Uh, some of these guys that we saw playing during the regular season just aren't going to play at all. It's just that simple. So if you want to look that way, I wouldn't fault you at 5500 Again, it's mostly going to be the ancillary options for me. And that is it. That brings us home. That is all three games in only 15 minutes. So we'll get back to uh, the tiers where we go through our studs. 
Uh, we'll start off here at the top. I'll give two for each. Kevin Durant, 10K. Looking for a great bounce back performance. Guy shot terrible. Basically, no ancillary stats in that last one. This is a great bounce back spot for Kevin Durant. I'm, I'm all over him at 10K. Uh, and if I had to go with another one above that AK mark, it would be James Harden at 8,900. Give me bounce backs from both these guys. I'm interested in both of them. Uh, for the mid-tier, we'll go with Freddie Van Vliet at 7,500. Somebody that's going to be playing 40-plus minutes. Uh, and then we'll go with Al Horford at 6,400. I uh, love Al Horford's versatility in this matchup. I love going against those Brooklyn centers. No Robert Williams. He should see at least 25 minutes playing that center position. And then we'll see like another 10 uh, coming at the power forward spot. So sign me up. I'm good over there as well. And then for the value spot, everybody less than 5K, we're going to go Chris Boucher at 4,500, right back to that well, no issues there. Uh, and then this was a tough one because I was between uh, two guys, Brooke Lopez, Goran Dragic. We'll go with Goran Dragic, though. Again, not expecting him to light the world on fire, but if he can give us 12 actual points coming off the bench, playing 25 minutes, chip in some ancillary stats, he'll give us 20 DK points pretty quickly, and that is all we need. And that is it. So... As always, guys, you can follow me on Twitter at Mike Patria, M-I-K-E-A-P-O-T-R-I-A. Much appreciated if you give me a follow over there, guys. Really do. Love what I do, and I love doing it for you guys. So uh, if you ever want to show some love, ask a question on Twitter, I will be happy to answer that for you. And then give us a thumbs up, five-star rate and review, wherever you listen to this, whether it's iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio, you name it, it's there. Whatever you want to tell us, what we can improve on, what you love, uh, just make sure you throw a five-star in there that way. That way it shows the love. Constructive criticism always helps. And then uh, we'll be back. We'll be back tomorrow. It's going to be probably me going solo again. I think Harris is, uh, he might be, I think, a little busy. But uh, we'll have to kind of check that out. If he's available, he'll jump on with me. If not, I'll be riding solo again for that Thursday slate. So, as always, thank you. Take care. Let's go win some tournaments. <laughs>